0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 11:60 a.m. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. And we're going to do what we always do on this show we're going to attempt to slow things down just a little bit, help you divide the rage from the reason elevate the conversation connect the dots and help the news make sense today and as always there's a lot of it uh, but let's start off with the really important things today uh, it's national french friday day which is the way every monday should begin and uh, there's lots of different uh, specials going on uh, at your favorite fast food uh, this is what i want you to text in on today because this is really going to elevate all of our conversations we're going to have a debate over best french fries best french fries in the state of Utah where do you get them you can text in on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line five seven five zero zero again five seven five zero zero way in today let us know where you think the best french fries are uh, in uh, in Utah yeah We're already getting people weighing in from the uh, other side of the glass here. Kellyanne's waving in. She's saying Zaxby's. uh, I'm not sure I'm convinced of that. We also have to get in a sweet potato fry uh, because those are even better, and there's some good spots for that as well. So join the conversation today. We'll have a little bit of fun with that as we talk about a lot of the serious things going on around the state uh, and across the world today. And uh, also not to be outdone, and just as a reminder, another reason to celebrate July the 13th is it's the day that Krispy Kreme Donut opened its first store uh, back in 1937. So there you go. So French fries and Krispy Kreme Donuts, that sounds like breakfast, lunch, and dinner of champions today. So uh, take that as a challenge wherever you are in the state today, and uh, we'll get rolling on that as we go. All right, I want to dive into just a couple of things that have been uh, happening and give you a heads up on where we're headed today today. In this show, we've got some uh, really exciting things going on as we look at uh, what is happening around the state. Obviously, coronavirus continues to dominate the news, uh, again, both here in the state and uh, across the country. Uh, Florida has over 12,000 new cases yesterday. And as we look at those and break those down, there's obviously a lot of challenges there, to be sure. And my question is for all of us, you know, if we, if we want the kids back in school after Labor Day if we want our businesses really humming along if we want to to make sure that Utah really leads the nation out of the pandemic uh, we're actually going to talk to Miles Hansen about the business opportunities for the state coming out of the pandemic they are enormous in my view uh, and a few other people agree with that so stay with us miles is going to join us at 11:35 today uh, but as we look at all those components uh, of the pandemic And obviously lots to debate in terms of the science and what the precautions should be. But I just think it's time for all of us to think, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to do? Whether you're a mask skeptic, whether you believe any of the science, whether you believe we should have a mandate from Washington or from the state capitol, whatever it is, we all have to ask ourselves, what am I willing to do? Between now and Labor Day, we're going to talk about a moon launch type effort uh, to go after it. Utahns to come together, unite around a big goal, common cause, and see if we cannot take on a quest to quell the virus and uh, get things humming along here in the state of Utah. So stay with us on that. There's going to be much, much more to come on that today and throughout the rest of the week and for the next 55 days, by the way. Uh, We're going to talk about a moonshot challenge. We're going to invite all of you to participate and join us uh, in that as well. All right, let's go to Washington for a minute. Uh, Late last week, Friday to be exact, uh, put it out with the trash on a Friday. Uh, The president, of course, commuted the sentence of uh, Roger Stone, a part of his uh, campaign advisory committee, and – a lot of people are saying, okay, wait a minute, what, what is that? What does it mean? What does it really do? Uh, Mitt Romney weighed in uh, over the weekend, uh, as well as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, in terms of what they thought that meant, in terms of corruption and the, the state of the government. Uh, but just think through just a minute. Let's go to uh, ABC's uh, Catherine Falders first to give us just exactly what commuting ascendance means. The president commuted Roger Stone's sentence. That's different than a pardon. For a while, the president was set on pardoning him. So what the commutation does is it doesn't just wipe his record clean. It keeps him out of jail. He was supposed to report to prison on Tuesday for 40 months, and now he
0: won't be doing that.
1: Okay, so again, difference between having a sentence commuted and pardoned. Commuted just means you're not going to do the jail time around that. Uh, pardon, of course, is expunging everything. Uh, and so there's a lot of debate in terms of what that means and, and how that plays out politically uh, for the president. And my my view is we need to look out for this not just for the current president, but all presidents uh, now and in the future. And it's interesting to get some just some perspective uh, on that. Uh, in fact, it's it's interesting uh, if you do it by the numbers, that's always an interesting way to uh, take a look at these things. So Bill Clinton Uh, He pardoned, commuted, or rescinded the conviction of 459 people. So 459 people. uh, George W. Bush pardoned, commuted, or rescinded uh, 200 individuals. President Barack Obama pardoned, commuted, or rescinded the conviction of 1,927 people. And to date, President Trump has uh, pardoned, commuted or rescinded the conviction of 36 people. So, again, by the numbers, it's an interesting look. Uh, The degree and what the circumstances are are different in each case. Uh, And amongst all of those presidents, Democrats and Republicans, there are certainly people who are very worthy of being pardoned or having their sentence commuted or rescinded uh, for sure. Uh, I think the biggest challenge right now, the biggest challenge in the country is trust. And we're, we're losing that element of trust in so many different ways across the country. And part of that is because we've allowed the executive branch to do a lot of things by executive order, including pardons and, and uh, rescinding convictions. Uh, the Congress, that branch of the government, uh, has weaponized so many things in terms of their oversight uh, and uh, – ability to call people, subpoena people to appear before their committees. And then, of course, you've got the Supreme Court, uh, who's doing a pretty creative job uh, rewriting laws as opposed to just interpreting them. Uh, all of that has undermined the confidence of the American people on so many levels. And so I don't, I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum on this. The question is, is what are our elected officials doing that are building trust the trust of the and gaining the trust of the American people, because minus that, everything else goes away, folks. If we don't have trust in the government, if we don't have trust in the election, if we don't trust that the uh, criminal justice system is going to work for everyone, if we see the the wealthy and the well connected again from both sides of the political aisle, uh, if we see them always get off scot free, if we see them in the pardoned and commuted sentence category. Uh, That does not create a lot of trust for the American people. Uh, And so to me, this is much more than an issue of of President Trump and Roger Stone, although obviously there's clearly issues there that uh, someone can hammer out. Uh, I think, as Mr. Mueller said over the weekend, uh, it is important to remember uh, that Mr. Stone is still a convicted felon. Uh, That part does not go away. Uh, he won't be showing up for prison on Tuesday as uh, was originally scheduled. Uh, and so that's the difference uh, on this particular one. So, again, to me, there's there's so many pieces of that. But the biggest problem is right now we have people who don't trust the government. They don't trust the organization, the institutions. Uh, interesting, Arthur, uh, excuse me, David Brooks over the weekend uh, published a piece in the New York Times Uh, talking about some of this disconnect and how frustrated citizens are. The uh, Pew Research survey said 71% of Americans are angry, are angry about the state of the country right now. And 66% are fearful. So think about that. Anger, fear, frustration. Those are things we talk about. Uh, You add a, a heavy dose of isolation from the coronavirus, a little bit of angst in terms of the economy, Uh, None of those things combine into anything that helps us individually, as communities, or as a country. And so that's going to take all of us to unite a little bit differently. Not along party lines, not along political lines, not even along uh, ideological lines. But it's coming together, uh, starting in communities, starting in neighborhoods, communities, and states Uh, to actually do the hard work and heavy lifting that makes democracy grow. Uh, The way we keep our freedoms is by how we exercise that freedom in voluntarily coming together. It's what Tocqueville always talked about. He was amazed that the American people would voluntarily come together to solve problems. Community solving uh, problems is really the key, and we're going to talk about that in a big moonshot kind of way a big goal big quest for us here in the state of utah stay with us uh, on that we'll come back uh, to that a little later in the program today all right we're going to go ahead and step aside when we come back charlene wells hawks will join us we'll talk a little bit about the forgotten war what needs to be done to honor our veterans from the korean war and she has a new post in the pentagon stay with us here on ksl news radio